0: Hey, you guys, let's do this. It's going to be so professional. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Anderson and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedies Wacky and Whining Roads. I hope you're ready. Kids set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends, too. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do.
1: Here we go, Cindy.
0: On Lab Support, board, board, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, ball, with June, who's really tall.
1: They have fun, fun, uh, uh, interviewing comedians. On Lab Support, board, board, with Michelle, who's really short. Now it's time to start Lab Support. The Lab Support Podcast brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network.
0: Welcome, uh oh, to the two time award winning Laugh Support Podcast. I'm your host, Jude Colson, here with Michelle, who's lost her mind with one L. This <laughs> sister Rhonda Corey's friend, don't call me Shelly, the one and only Michelle Van Dusen. Michelle, you're walking out of some music to the background. <laughs> Always the screaming goat opens up the episode. Okay, Mm, screaming goat. Um, Yes, that that's great. You know what's worse than a screaming goat? An evil laugh, Michelle. An evil laugh. Okay, I don't have an evil laugh.
1: I don't have an evil laugh.
0: I would like to prove you different. Um, I would like to open this episode by talking about what's in my cup. What's in my cup, June? What's in your cup? What's in your cup, June? None of your business, Michelle. Okay, so and my cup, and my cup None is like business. some. <laughs> I'm starting a new food brand called Nutty Business, Michelle. Oh my gosh, we're so 80s rocking today. Okay, what is happening, Michelle? You, I've lost all control of you. <laughs> give, give her, give her some music.
1: <laughs> all righty. Oh, nothing.
0: <laughs> okay, for those listening not watching, Michelle started dancing before there was ever even music. So here's, wait, let me re, Let me ask you, Michelle, what is in your cup? What is in your coffee cup? That is not right. It looks like an earthquake just happened. Reggie, my dog, hit my desk. He's, he's missed me today. Okay. Oh,
1: my gosh. We should probably stop. We should probably
0: stop. Over. No, no, we are not starting over. We this is the real deal. Nope. 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 I'm crying. Oh, I'm laughing so oh. hard. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's a good laugh. That's a good laugh. So that is a good evil, laugh. So back to laugh. the evil laugh. So in my cup, Michelle is some chicken oh. broth, something my husband and I are on like this meal plan thing. Um, you know, and when you're, when you're really trying to get healthy and you're trying to lose weight and you're having to like, you know, change some habits that aren't so easy, what you need in your corner, Michelle, you need in your corner are friends who love you and support you.
1: Don't you agree? <laughs> I don't understand a word you just said. When you need to lose weight. Why? Why do you need to lose weight? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, you so that was my. Beautiful.
0: That's my desire is to, to, to get healthy. And my husband decides he's going to do this meal plan with me, which is great. It's great when you're doing something you, you want, you know, but it's, it's my husband support, and, um, and it's support, but I wanted my friends to be there for me. So I was having a hard time one day and I say, I send. so we have the Marco Polo app and we send videos back and forth to each other. And so I send a video about how I am eating the same things and doing it under the same plan that my husband is. Um, and and I say, ladies, ladies, so frustrating. My husband has lost nine pounds. Nine pounds. We've been doing the diet the same amount of days. I I've lost two. I have only <laughs> lost two. I'm sharing that on this. That I have paused, right? We're gonna skip it. I share that. I may have to play this twice. And Michelle, Michelle, what is your reaction? (laughs) Michelle! Let's let's, let's, listen. Let's... You laughed. Michelle. You laughed in my face. And then we get... Well, well, I'm well, Ronda, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, look, look, at your face, look at this <laughs> evil face. Let's just show it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of friend are you? <sighs> no. Fine. here I, Shame I am for on you, Van you, Dusen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just <laughs> dance the weight off.
1: There you go. Oh my, gosh, little jazzer size.
0: <laughs> Little side. So thank you. I just wanted to, I wanted our audience to know exactly what kind of friends you are.
1: <laughs> I am a great friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who, who else would do a podcast with you? And just remind you, this is what you oh. look like. <laughs> yes. Two pounds. My two pounds. Mm-hmm. You got to be excited yes. about two pounds. Don't, don't get upset over the. There was two pounds
0: in that triple chin that you're showing in that picture. There was two there was two. Look at uh, that chin. What about like triple three. chin?
1: <laughs> that's like three. know chins. I know chins because I, I mean, check out my chins. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there even a neck okay. there? There's no neck. No neck. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! <laughs> Little Shelly, see, no neck. <laughs> if you want to see any of these pictures, you're gonna have to watch us on uh, our channel on YouTube. So. There yes, you go. on YouTube. Hey, and I wanted to. Hey, bef-
0: before we uh, before we move on with this episode, last episode I talked about. I don't know if I gave the name of the shop, but um, Hot Sauce Works. W e a r k s. I talked about that last episode that mm-hmm. um, when I was in Missouri that I went to. But also, Michelle, I got um, I got uh, some Ooh. hot Southern honey hot southern honey is that was that what ross called you when he first married you was hot honey were you his hot southern honey you know i'm from chicago
1: right so uh no well he he moved you down south didn't he no uh god did i we met here in oklahoma so he's actually from you know he was born in colorado but from uh kentucky from Bardstown. michelle area.
0: was just a joke it was just I a know, joke michelle but I, on the know, I know graphical lesson but you're the hot honey, okay, honey. Saying, okay hot honey mm-hmm.
1: i don't think like oh, so mm-hmm. uh-huh. It'd be more like, mm-hmm. okay oh yeah okay. too Whatever, hot don't touch that's, you're right i was too hot and his was don't touch i gave him mm-hmm. gave him oven mitts that's that's what happened uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry you know there's moments like these that uh, I just need to. You
0: just need to dance it off, <laughs> dance it off, Michelle.
1: Here uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this this whole episode, eight minutes of what happened. So let's just jump right in. Uh, a few let's weeks ago, it. you won the um, right ten joke of the day. And it was, Dad said he didn't need a permit to spread my late mother's ashes where she requested, because that's the least bizarre thing that will happen at Walmart today. Hilarious joke. Lots of fun. Thanks, Michelle. Listen. Listen to me (laughs)
0: loud.
1: Well, 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 I'm done. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Get it together, Van We are serious podcasters with a serious podcast. So get me started. Talk, talk amongst Don't yourselves. Get this started. <laughs> okay. So why why did you recap the
1: joke that we recapped last week? That's a recap because, of a recap. Because I think this joke is really good, and I thought that would help us focus. That is not it did not it did not help us
0: focus here i'll show this here. instead oh. okay well michelle wipes the tears from her eyes uh, we'll at what we would normally do at the end of the podcast we have an amazing oh. show that's coming up in indiana michelle with her big smile on on the flyer man this is a, this is an amazing church crossroads church at westfield oh. they put on huge shows these are big shows and um and they're totally free for the people in their community and we got to do this show together last year and so again this year Michelle in the lineup i have to say you rock it i this is what i love about you when you're on stage there's there it's just so natural like some comedians they have to work at looking like they're just having a natural conversation and not performing or delivering jokes, right? But when you're on stage, it really feels like like you've just got a friend who's talking to you. And that's like, that's what everyone wants to master. Like that's an area that I, I have to work on all the time. Um, I know a lot of times I catch myself performing and delivering jokes, but you just come across natural. And I loved watching you at that event last year because it's just such a big room. There are so many people there. And, um, and you, when, when you came out, it was just, they, it, people want to know you, they connect with you right away. And that's a little bit of a comedy superpower. I think, has it always been like that for
1: you? <laughs> Hang on. Yes. Let me move my cape for a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Superpower. Um, yes and no, I'm going to go with no first, uh, <laughs> When So when when I was studying acting, I mm. used to be an actor, you know, where yeah. it was all presentation, you know, oh, look, you know, it was just it was yes. so fake and awful. And then um, as I studied, then I learned um, how to make it uh, more natural and it to be a conversation. And when that happened, that was actually my um, it was a very scary moment for me. I had a director, Gary Griffin, and uh, was at um, College of DuPage Page, and I was um, stage managing one of his shows downtown Chicago. Well, off Broadway is what I'm going to call it because it wasn't like downtown downtown, but it was really yeah, close. Yeah. Uh, and
0: in the vicinity.
1: What, in the vicinity. Anyway, so he we we were taking a class, and he was the instructor for it. And he uh, so I did I did a scene with my scene partner. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he stepped in as, as my scene partner. And it was completely different than when it was with the first one. He goes, okay, what happened? And I was like, I think I was honest. He's like, yeah. And like he made, it's just, mm. he made it, he made it a real moment. Yeah. Versus just two people doing a scene, just talking. It was like, now I'm in, now I'm connected. And he goes, remember that. I'm like, Okay. And it was really, really scary because it was just, you're, you're 100% vulnerable to the person that's on the stage, you know, next to you, your partner. And so taking that over the years and then applying it to comedy after getting over the butterflies of being on stage yeah. for the first time, things like that, then you, when you become very vulnerable on stage and you're presenting your heart, cause you've written these things. If when you're presenting yes. it, yeah, then the moment comes is if they laugh, if they groan, Mm -hmm. if they're silent, if they boo, if they heckle you, you know, like you have to deal with that. And um, so it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, public speaking in itself is one of the greatest fears that people have, but then when you turn it around and then you make it into now it's comedy that you've written and Mm -hmm. you know it's, it's an art form, are people going to reject you? on stage and Im- cause you get, you get your feedback immediately. It's not like I, I created, um, you know, a piece of art and hung it at the gallery and people just go view it and comment about it all they want. Like, Oh, right, I think, right. I think, she, I think she used too much blue there. I don't know. Right. Is this hanging upside down? I think it's wrong. Yeah. Wow. Look at those brushstrokes, you know, people comment, but you don't get to see or hear their comments. Right. Right. But when you're public speaking or when you're doing comedy or when you're acting you know in a theater, you get the feedback right away. And that is usually a, it's it's a very vulnerable and scary moment. And so you either mm-hmm. embrace it or you don't. And so if, when, when I did some of the jokes, I wasn't hundred percent sure on, the, I would present them and they, they always, they would fall flat yeah. every single time. So if I'm like, okay. And if I don't, if you don't address that, it's like, that was the other, that was a really big lesson I had to learn too, is if I don't address how they responded with either the next joke or acknowledge, wow, you didn't like that. Okay. Moving on. You know, like if you don't yeah, have that yeah. one line or, or comment to, to, cause it's a conversation anyway. So no, I have not always been <laughs> like a conversation on stage. Yeah. Um, but now I think I am. So I really appreciate the comment. Um, and that I love that specific. you said
0: honest, like, to be honest, I haven't heard anybody put it that way, but that gives a whole different perspective. Like, you know, I, I think maybe when I'm doing things, I might go back and look and critique and go, OK, what I honestly have said it that way, what I honestly have told the story that way is that honestly who I am and how I speak and how I would deliver something. Uh, and then I think the other level of honesty, what you were just saying was, you know, reacting to the room. Well, how would I on- honestly react to a situation where somebody said this, this or this? Now, you know, if you're honestly a violent person, then don't do that.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> but your your <laughs> comedy will be angry. It'll be angrier because that's your viewpoint. Yeah. And that, that's what's so neat, too, is because when you're doing a different point of view, like that's some of the great comedians um, will take a situation or a joke and then they'll give you their perspective. Then they'll give you this person's perspective. Mm -hmm. Then they'll give you this person's perspective. You know, they give you these other perspectives Of well, if I was, if I was the table, what would the table say? You know, like you have all these different things and it's, yeah, you can't be angry in all those other perspectives. You know, so if you're yeah. a bold person here, well, then the perspective of this over on this side, is this going to be a bold character? You know, so you, it's it's a it's a very it, weird and hard thing to, um, I want to say learn, but it's not learning. It's mastering. Yeah. It, it's a hard thing to master. And I'm fortunate, I think, because in our household as I grew up, there was a lot of those moments of of craziness and comedy. And, um, uh, like my, so we would, we would get together at Christmas time, right. Uh, I have a big family. I have a very Italian family and I don't look or fit the Italian side of the family at all. Not one nope. bit, nope. <laughs> not one bit, not one bit. And being the youngest of all the cousins, I also didn't, I was set aside a lot. Oh, cause, Oh, that's a girl. You got, she's got to be a princess. And I'm like, I'm not a princess. I'm a tomboy. Like they would never, you know, I, I didn't get to be, I didn't get to my hands dirty in that sense. You know, I, I had to be set aside, set aside. So, um, so I would perform a lot to get the attention that I wanted in, yeah. that, in that. But when we would get together for Christmas, my cousin, Jimmy, he reminds me of Jim Carrey. Because he had that plastic face. He had those same kind of characters. He was just all around hilarious. My cousin, Laura, uh, she is an amazing actress. Like (laughs) she can act the heck out of anything. I'm just going to put that there. Like if you want a real and a raw and an amazing actress, that's my cousin, Laura. Like, I don't know why she's not a star, but she's, you know, she had family. And so she did the community theater and the theater theater. yeah. Not community, but it's a community theater, but it's not. It's professional theater that she's a part of. But to me, I'm like, she needs to be on Broadway. She needs to be in movies. Like mm. she could be the next Julia Roberts, like in the way I see her. I mean, anyway, so it, and then having paired my cousins with my brothers and my dad, it was just the whole, the very, very funny family. Fun thing. My sister, Trisha, uh Trisha, she said to me the other day, um, <laughs> Because she she said something that made me laugh hysterically where I was laughing, crying like I just did a few minutes ago. Yes.
0: Yes. At the beginning of this episode.
1: Yes. And so um, Mm -hmm. she said something and I laughed and she was like, wow, usually she goes, I laugh the most, you know, and when I'm with you. But this is the first time I've heard you laugh like that. And I thought, wow, it's just it was just such a neat compliment, you know, and, and observation and I didn't realize that she laughs the hardest when she's with me, you know, our conversation yeah, and things like that. Yeah. But she said something that just cracked me up and I just I lost it. I absolutely lost it. So um and it was just one of those side comments, you know, because mm-hmm. I was cause I was talking about um well, we'll get to this in a minute We'll do doing the open mic. I'll, we'll get to this in a minute. So you, anyway, yes. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of water. Go ahead, talk yes, to my No, Charles.
0: no, I think no, I think it's really good. Um because a lot of times there is this disconnect that you know with the audience when you're on stage and you grew up with a very active creative funny family um and a lot of comedians that's their backstory you'll hear that if you know or they were like me the middle child and you know <laughs> you were going for the attention <coughs> no I think I think that's great but but my takeaway from this is definitely the like being honest on stage, right? Just being honest, because when people feel like you're not being honest or you're not genuine, then it it puts up this barrier that people might find your stuff funny, but you're like, they laughed at the stuff, but it just never felt like you connected. And I think when they feel like they're watching someone who's genuine, this is truly who they are, honestly what they do, um, then people enjoy that. And I think that that's something that I see you more and more on stage i i see you do that when, when you come off stage people aren't like what if she's really like that you know Be- <laughs> well because, you, my stories, because you... <laughs> well,
1: they, oh. they don't really believe them but they're true so
0: right but you as a human connecting with you as a human i think that yeah. when you come off stage people aren't like oh she doesn't that's not really who she is that's not how she acts like You just present yourself as Michelle Van Dusen and a little amplified version of it, but not a whole distorted version of who you are Um, when I'm just sitting and talking with you and you're making me laugh. It's pretty similar to the lady that I see get on stage and make a whole room full of people laugh, which is really cool. So, hey, so we talked about um, open mic. Yeah. Now. Open mic's. Well, they, there's definitely a reputation for open mics. We have talked to comedians. Now this is uh, season three. We have some comedians who are like, if you're not an open mic, every 48 seconds, you're not a real comedian. We have some who are selling out huge venues who are like, I never, never did an open mic. Yeah, i never been there. Yeah. <laughs> we know they have a value for sure. Yeah. Um, we also know that it <laughs> can be frustrating they can also make for great stories and some amazing connections. So it's been a, I think it's been a while since you were really active in an open mic scene. Um, you've been getting yeah. enough work and doing a lot of stuff and and work and being able to work your material out in real time. Um, but recently you're like, I'm a, I'm gonna go and and check out this open mic scene at a specific club. So tell us how that happened first. Like how long had it been since you were at an open mic scene?
1: Okay, so since I know we were talking about open mic, I wanted to wear my Tulsa Comedy Tonight shirt. This is from (laughs) years ago. We're talking like mm, 18 years ago. You don't Uh, have to tell us that. The the checkered collar
0: on there pretty much screams like mm, (laughs) 1991 maybe. So, yes. Yeah, you don't have to tell us
1: it's old. Go ahead, Michelle. This is 2000 and... Three, just FYI. Um, so or two thousand four. Uh, so Tulsa Comedy Tonight was, um, because we used to have we used to have a club here in Tulsa. It was the Tulsa Comedy Club, and it was fantastic. It was an A club. I I, I want to say A, but you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, it was a club, and all the all the main people came through. All so I'm going to say an A club, and that's where I started my comedy career, basically. Uh, the owner, I was part of something in the owner. It was like a one of those contests, you know, kind of a thing. And and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you need stage time. So he was very kind to me and, and another friend, Susan Dale. And so after that club closed, um, Susan wanted to you know, we, we needed comedy clubs. There was nothing here in Tulsa back then, like nothing. There was, there was another one that was like the backside, but that was like a tiny little hole in the wall that also did improv dancing or improv. Like it was just, it was just an odd, I, I, I'm not really sure what that was, but it was the backside. So I did a couple things there anyway. So Susan found a restaurant. She started a club. Called Tussle Comedy uh, tonight, and so that is where I emceed for like three or four months. Every night, you know, like well, every show. So Thursday through Sunday, kind of a thing. No, we did Thursday through Saturdays, and so that's where I honed, you know, my my same set over and over and over. And I apologize to anyone that was there listening at that point. I'm sorry, I was starting out. Okay, so <laughs> so yes, 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 right, and um, so I I. Then the Looney Bin opened up here in Tulsa, and so, um, but before the Looney Bin Tulsa opened up, we would travel to Oklahoma City, hours, a uh, c- couple hours down to the Looney Bin Oklahoma City, and so Susan and I would go down there. We would do the open mics down there. We took classes down there, and then, um, and then they opened up a branch here in Tulsa, and so I started going to, to the Looney Bin here, and so there've been like clubs on and off. You know, in the Tulsa area, but the Looney Bin has been there for a while, and it uh, like a new manager came or something, and so that like it just seemed like the atmosphere just changed. And I decided, as as a Christian and as a, a as a clean comedian, I just couldn't sit through that anymore. And plus, that was the same time that I decided I wasn't going to travel anymore because my kids were little and I needed to spend my nights and you know with my children. So I stopped everything. Uh, except things with my children and working in the school and doing an after school comedy club for kids, you know, things like that. So I, sh- my whole priority shifted. So I haven't been back in an open mic <laughs> in years. And then I opened for Jeff Allen at the two comedy clubs. And I was like, yeah, I, I need to get back into this and I need to, cause mm-hmm. I want, I have some goals that I have in mind and i want my set to get better and to get tighter and it's not going to do that if i um if i just you know if i just play churches because i'm not playing i'm not there enough you know i'm not getting enough right, stage right. time to make it tight and that's the thing like you can only yeah. practice the house so much but you have to have that response from an audience and so um and, and, and granted, doing churches and and women's groups and things like that yes mm. but it's a different it's a different breed altogether yes i mean they're absolutely. just absolutely yeah 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 so you know anyway and and I'm very very thankful for the the people that I work with and all that so three weeks ago. well but i i
0: will say this you know so um some like some club comedians might say oh well churches those are easy and that's an easy crowd and they no. all laugh and all of that stuff but i would challenge most any club <laughs> member or club uh comic who has never had to work 100 percent clean in an environment like that because it's 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 hard work too just in a different way it's just different than yeah. um entertaining a you know a comedy club um versus in a church. So both of them take yeah. effort, work and an understanding of the room that you're in yeah. and um, the crowd that you are working for. But but let's say this to those. So even though you haven't been at open mics, it doesn't mean you've just been walking around in your you know, living room with a spoon talking to yourself. You're <laughs> you're very active. You're very active with writers groups, um, yes. virtual writers groups. Um, you're very active with. um uh, we've got an amazing friend named Robert G. Lee who teaches uh, comedy writing. He's out of L.A. He has got a, has had a fantastic comedy career and is one of the best writers that I know. Oh my gosh, and so, so even though you haven't been inside an open mic, you have been um, writing and you have been delivering material to a room full of professional, serious comedians who give honest and um useful feedback so yeah. it's uh, you know i just don't i i just don't want it to appear as if like you've done no work you did these oh. open mics and
1: then you're like true. oh for, it's too and yeah then, people said surprise i'm back here yeah no yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right you're right yeah um mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right on that um like there was a there was a club downtown tulsa the comedy parlor and i absolutely loved that place it was it was set up um One, it was easy to drive to. Like that was a huge thing for me, you know. Okay, Tulsa's really small in that sense of, oh, going downtown. It's a tiny place. But because there's so many orange cones everywhere, you never know which road is closed. (laughs) And because of that, it's frustrating. Um, And I've been here 20 years and it's stinking frustrating. It's still so frustrating as to which street is open. So I try to avoid downtown as best as possible but the co- the comedy parlor uh it was easy to get to it was like two roads boom mm. i'm there and um so i did enjoy doing that and and that was kind of my get back to uh yeah but that was like 2017 you know kind yeah. of a thing and well so but I, let's
0: also not dismiss where you were like you hadn't done the comedy clubs and then like I opened for jeff allen in two places okay <laughs> yeah you know no, that's not no, a no. sh- That's not a shabby way to get back in a club is to open for Jeff Allen. He's, he's fantastic. He's very well known. He's, he's one of the best clean comedians out there. Oh my yeah. He's amazing. Not a a bad dude to just kind of go back to the club and open for. And he's a, he's a friend of ours and yeah. So that was awesome.
1: And I asked him for some feedback and he said, uh, use less words. So I'm like, okay, you know, like that's, that's a big thing. And, um, I have to be honest, I'm pretty sure I missed the light when they had it, uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure I missed it because I don't know, how could you miss the light? You're standing in it like the they shine the light on oh, the floor, like yeah. where you are. Yeah. And I'm thinking I was, I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I missed the light. So I there's so many things that just bubbled, you know, just big time. So I want to get back to the open mic. I want to get back to hosting and um, yeah. things like that because I, I I enjoy hosting a comedy show. Absolutely. I love, love doing that. It's just, it's fun. It's, it, I, you know, and I did my tour last year and then I've been on the unknown tour. So, I mean, I'm still doing comedy, Yes. but yes. I want to get my, my club chops back. I should yes. say it like And for that. somebody,
0: somebody who connects with people and is not afraid of people, you are not afraid of people. You are not afraid of what somebody's going to say. You're not afraid of interacting with people, which is great with a host, somebody who can just be up there, be a friend, be funny, and be able to to highlight the comedians who are coming on and off. Like, that's just a, that's a great, that's a great skill set. And not everybody, not everybody's good at that.
1: No, they're not. And I don't understand why they're not. And it, it's one of those things, like if it comes easy to you, It should be easy for everyone, but it's not. And I don't, and I still haven't figured out why it's not easy for people. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. your job is to introduce the comics is to get the people ready to laugh, get them ready for Mm -hmm. the feature, ready for the headliner. You don't have to be good. You know, like there's, there's not a lot of pressure on you to be amazing. Oh, that was the funniest comedian. You yeah. Don't want to be the the funniest comedian when you're hosting. You want to be an audience uh, specialist. You know, Brent Reed is a, is an audience interaction specialist. That's what he yes. he co- he yeah. considers himself now, and he is a master at. I don't want to say picking on people, but picking people. Yeah, no, he picks some people. Right, right, he he, <laughs> he picks some. Yes, but I'm yes, saying, yes. but he he's a master at knowing which people to pick. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that. You know, like yeah, he picks on people, yeah, not not dumping on them. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. He, anyway. So it's because people want to have a good time. Anyway. Um
0: Well, so not to just, say though that like somebody who's hosting doesn't need to be a good comic. Like you do need to be right, right. good in your comic. Yes. Yeah, just to oh, just absolutely. to clarify. Like I, you need to be funny. <laughs> But you don't need to try to be the person who's like, I'm going to outshine everybody right now. And these, because you have a job, you do have a job to do. And sometimes you'll see somebody hosting who is dismissing what they're supposed to do for the show as a whole, because they're just so focused on themselves and highlighting themselves and not doing the job that they're supposed to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to be, slinging your best material that you possibly have and try to make everybody think that you're the best comedian in the universe. Like it's a good spot to be able to play around with people. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, yeah. so I I understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But, but you don't want to You don't want to interact too much with the audience because you also have to know if your headliner is someone that talks to the audience. If they talk to the audience, you don't want to be the one that goes, oh, it was your birthday. Oh, you know, you don't want to do that because if that's their thing, then you've messed it up for them. Because now the audience has sat through three comedians that have done the same thing and the audience is like, Yes, why aren't you listening? You know, so you've got to you got to make sure that you don't you want to set up your comedians for success. And the audience for success and the audience. Yeah. And you just, you got to keep the show rolling, you know? So you got to know like if, anyway, there's, there's a lot of little things that go in with that. So I went back to, um, so Tulsa has just blossomed into this comedy town right now. Like you can get to a, you can get to open mic any night of the week. So a couple of years, yeah. A couple of years ago, Michael Patton um, took a class and then he's a businessman at heart and he's, he's funny. And uh, so he's, he kind of started this ball rolling. I mean, we had the blue comedy whale festival, um, you know, kind of bring in some stuff, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> And the, the first year they didn't have like a clean, open mic. Uh, I submitted myself, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I haven't, I haven't done it since. And I probably should because, you know, they've grown and uh, yes. they've like, they're doing some amazing things and bringing some great, sh- like they had Carolyn Ray, they had uh, that uh, comedian, um, uh, another, I mean, they've had some big names come through, yes, which is yes, really, really yeah. good. And then, but Michael he started finding those uh, bars or those restaurants at, to say, "Hey, you know, can we partner here? Can we bring in some comedians?" And so he's been popping these little shows that were popping up, yeah. and so much so that people are like, "Oh, I can, I can copy this what he's doing." And so now, um, I, I do believe that um, Bricktown Comedy Club. Now has a comedy club here. They're in Oklahoma City, but they're also doing one in Tulsa. I, I don't know if it started yet. I think it has, but I'm not 100 sure. I know that um, somebody decided to do another Tulsa comedy club. So it's weird when I talk about Tulsa comedy club. I'm like, wait, no, I actually haven't been to that new one yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm always yeah. the the old, you know. So I'm like, how do you anyway? So someone, you know, rebirth that, and now the towns just outside of Tulsa are also growing. So now there's a theater in Broken Arrow that wants to have clean um, entertainment, you know? So it's like, it's this little thing, but not all of these are clean. These are, you know, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But the one in Broken Arrow um, I think is in a theater and I think they're looking Mm -hmm. for clean acts. And I know that um, I know there's a, a, a show place, a theater like in Henrietta, which also wants clean, acts, you know, whether that's music or comedy or things like that. So like, right, there's, right. there's a lot of opportunity here in Tulsa. Like you can, yeah. one of the guys the other night, he didn't get his number didn't get picked to go up last week. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to stay for Mike, but then I'm going to hit another one. I'm like, "There, you can go to a second one here. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Tulsa has gotten really big. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, yeah. in, in the comedy terms. So it's a very, very friendly comedy town. Okay, so um the looney bin Tulsa.
0: The So original, is that where you've been going to the open mic at? Is it the yes, Looney Bin?
1: Okay. Because there, there's new owners. And so it's mm. under new ownership because um last summer while we were at the CCA, the actual owner uh died. Uh his mm. you know, his wife was still running it. And so they have they have the Tulsa, um, the Looney bin in Tulsa, Wichita. Uh, there's one in little rock and they had Oklahoma city. And so I do believe that, uh, each of them have been purchased by different people, but they're still keeping the name. And so new owner, and he wants to bring this club back up from, uh, where it's been just kind of hanging out. You just, you know, uh, to, uh, um, fun. To bring back fun, let me just put it that way. To bring back, and so, and he's and he's not just um, bringing the business up kind of a thing, but he wants to really give and put into the local comedians. Which I thought that's amazing because you're not going to get a lot of comedy club owners that want to invest in their comedians in the right, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and so a lot of, you know, a lot of local talent, what do they have to do? They have to go to another place out of state, out, you know, to find another area for themselves. So I love that this new ownership wants to give back to the local comedians. So I was like, oh, new ownership. I'm going to go back because I, I wasn't I haven't been in this. I haven't been in any of the open mics in a long time. I'm going to go back. I want to I want to see. I want to be a part of of, um, the change, I guess. I don't know if that's the best way to, to put it. And, um, so I went, I went the first night and I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put my name in. And I was like, mm, no, no, I got to watch. I like, I want to see what I'm hitting here. So I, um, I, you know, I paid my ticket. I bought my, my, got to say the chicken fingers and fries delish. Okay. Yes. Just putting them out there. They're delicious. Okay. So, so far the food on point, I'm just saying, uh, yes. and the wait staff. That's important. Amazing. That's important um, information. Yeah. And the wait staff is so good. Uh, like, I, I just, I have, they're uh, so good. They're just, they're, they're friendly. They're nice. I mean, it's just, it's a nice and the manager is wonderful. Okay. And
0: let's just say it is not always like that at clubs. no, No, Mm -hmm. it's not always like that at clubs. And I, you know, and I get it. Some people, you know, they've had some bad people they're waiting on and that kind of stuff. But like, there's, yeah, I, the just recently when I was in Appleton at the club that I was at there, everybody there was fantastic. Like they were wonderful to work with and they took care of their tables and they Mm -hmm. knew, I mean, they were just, there's, there's a skill to that of being Mm -hmm. able to take care of what people needs without distracting what's going on on stage and all of that stuff. And so that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I'd love, I'd love to hear that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, so already there's like positive stuff happening. I'm like, this is fantastic. And um, so I went, you know, and uh, sat and I kind of watched how they were rounding up the open micers. And I just wanted to see and observe how, Oh, and here's the, here's, what's really neat is when I walked in, Ellie, who's the manager, she's like, oh, are you going up tonight? I was like, oh, no. Like she recognized me and remembered me from opening for Jeff Allen. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, really, really cool. So I was like, no, no, I'm just here to watch. So I, you know, I watched the the comedians and I watched, you know, the rest of the show and stuff. And there was a couple of the open micers that I was, I was like, they're really good. I don't like their material, but they're really good. I mean, and, and like, that's the thing. That's that's one of the things that's really hard going be, to a show, a live show, is because you're I'm sitting where I have to listen to language that I don't yeah. enjoy anymore. I don't enjoy listening to it. I don't enjoy being in that environment. But I'm going to do this because... I know I need to get back and I need to get better. And what are people saying? What are, you know, like what's, what's the vibe in the comedy world right now? Well,
0: and and I think a lot of people would be like, Oh, it's a Christian and she's being judgy and those kind of things. No, it's just, it's just, it's, it's not something that, um, that you feel comfortable with. It's not how your heart operates. So it's very just kind of foreign and, and off putting. Um, But (laughs) <laughs> comedy wise, like funny is funny. Yes. And even like as a clean comedian, you can recognize somebody who's put work in and then somebody who is just phoning it in, who's trying to be shock value. And, and here's the, here's the shocker folks. It's hard to be the shock comic when there's no line that hasn't been crossed at this point point and comedy. So now it's like, that's fine if you're doing, you know, unclean com- material, it still has to be funny or yeah. it loses it loses its shock value. Your audience might ride along with you for a minute, but then after that they're like, "Okay, I've seen the parlor trick. You're saying dirty words and you're talking about sex. Okay, we get it, but be funny." be
1: funny what's funny about this one yeah 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 the best the the best is okay so they they have very few rules it's you know no f-bombs like that's a big thing and you know depending on how many open micers they have it's you know between three minutes to five minutes just depends on um uh what's happening and uh in that sense you know and um (laughs) I love, and you know, you'll get a light if, if, if something happens. Right. So, so there's a couple of comedians that have been around for a while, but haven't been to open mic in a long time, like myself. And so they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm not supposed to say that. I'm sorry. Okay. And then, so the, the, um, the person that was lighting them would give them grace and let them continue. But if they did it again, then it was like, get off my stage, you know? So, um, It was really neat to see how the people that are on stage knew, okay, I can't say those words. I have to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be clean. The open mic people are supposed to be clean, Um, which their definition right now is no F-bombs. So that's a pretty loose... (laughs) loose thing anyway so i went to the first week and i thought okay all right okay next week next week i'll do it and and it's like i've been doing comedy for a long time i shouldn't have to convince myself okay i can do it i can do you know but the second second week i went and i was like i'm gonna watch again i'm 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 not ready to present anything you know i mean what am i working on kind of a thing i'm like nope 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 i'm just gonna watch so i watched again and uh you know, so it was nice watching again. I'm like, oh, the, so I was able to give a couple of comedians like this might be a good, you know, punchline for you or a good yeah. tag to that or, you know, so I, I so I was able to help a couple of them, you know, with with a couple of things. Um but you know, I listened to it and listened to the whole show, and again, oh, let's see. Then I had the quesadillas. Let me just say, on point. Okay. <laughs> back to the thing. On the point. Food. Well, because I want to, I want to eat my way through the menu. You know, I want to see what I like, what I don't like. Um, still very friendly staff, um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: uh, the comedians. You know doing a good job and, and it was a different host than it was the week before, you know, so I like, yeah. I liked how the second host, you know, did what they did and so I'm taking notes like, okay, all right, if I was to host again, how would I, you know, so I'm, I'm watching and yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to learn what the club does. So right. if I get a chance to host, then I want to be able to make sure you know that so it's such a
0: it's such a mental thing because i mean you're you're doing shows where you're doing 45 minutes an hour worth of material right you step on a stage in front of you know i i I would rather stand in front of a thousand member audience Mm -hmm. i'm comfortable there but when you're in a room with like 10 comics that's you know they're judging you a lot harder than anybody else is or they're not listening at all because they're thinking about what they're about to say. And so sometimes it's not like, you know, super valuable. It's a very kind of a head game because you want to present something that looks like you know what you're doing, but also open mics are supposed to be to work out the stuff before you are in front of the big audience. And so it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. It's a, a back and forth of like, I've seen a lot of open mics where the same comedian came in and did the same bit over and over in different locations because it was funny and they wanted to look good in front of the other comics but they weren't growing in their material. They weren't getting um, any better. They just, they just didn't want to look bad in front of other comedians. I, yeah. I We've seen that. We've seen that <laughs> <laughs> recently where like comics were like, we're doing this, Mike, everyone has to do something you haven't done before. And then I'm like, at least four, I was like, I've seen that. I saw that bit two years ago. <laughs> like, Don't act like you know, that was something new. All, yeah. Only because they were in front of their peers. And that's that's a lot more difficult yeah.
1: than and, a room full of strangers. Yeah, and that one, because I'm like, oh, we got to do something new. I brought something new every single time. And I bombed every single time. And so then later on, I'm like, wait, I've seen you do that before. I see. I'm like, come on, people. What happened to this whole new thing we're doing? Yeah, so I, I bombed every single year. So I just... I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna perform there. I'm just just not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm done. Not gonna I'm do done it.
0: Now. I'm done. Okay, uh, so, so you watch twice. We know yeah. chicken fingers are amazing, quesadilla's awesome. Yes, now, very much. You so you go two times, watch, and then come back a third and mm-hmm. uh yeah. and then actually do the open mic. I don't I love, I think that anybody who's starting out in comedy, if you're going to an open mic, it is not a bad idea if you haven't done these before. Do that. Do what Michelle did. Go and watch and see what the vibe is. And especially if you're trying to bounce from one mic to another mic to another, find the spot that that's going to be, you know, the most bang for the buck. If you're if you're hustling, you're driving, you're going in and especially some mics where they you pay to be in there. um, Then, yeah, check it out first. See what it is so that you're prepared whenever you get there. Okay, so mic number three, you get to it. Yes.
1: So, um, I told Ali, I said, okay, I'll definitely do something the next week. She's like, "Oh, okay. So, um, so I got there and, uh, I was fortunate. I picked number one. So I got to be the first one up. So 10 comics are going to go. And we were given three minutes, three minutes. So I was like, Oh, cause I was going with the four and five minute thing in my head. So now I'm like, I have no idea how to edit this. We'll just see what happens. You know, cause it's an, it's, it's something that I've, I've played with a little bit on some of the stages, but I haven't like, it's not where I want it yet. So I thought, well, this is definitely still something new that I'm working with. And, um, so I, I tried it, uh, <laughs> I tried it and it, it was okay. I didn't get to the, some of the new wording that I wanted, like, you know, because I, I ran out of time frame kind of a thing. I'm like, okay, so I, I, I know I have to tighten it up. Um, I did it, and I was happy that I did it. And then, um, so before eating my quesadillas, uh, <laughs> no, I had chicken nachos that night. Uh, before eating those, mm-hmm. which would be a lot of you know finger stuff, I went to go wash my hands and stuff, you know, before I sat down. So, uh, out in the lobby, one of the comedians that didn't get on that night, uh, he had to leave, and as he was leaving, he goes, "Oh, you were f ing." hilarious. And I was like, thank you. Like yeah. I thought that was a big compliment. Um mm-hmm. and I knew like from my perspective, I'm like, I didn't even get to, you know, like what have yeah, what yeah, like, yeah. Like the best joke of it. Anyway, so that was like, oh so I was I was a little disappointed on, on my part, but I thought that was really neat that I got a compliment yeah. from another, meet another comedian, you know, before he left. So I thought that was a really neat um and, and comics, not.
0: comics aren't always like that. They don't always lift no. each other up. Be that comedian. Be that comedian. I mean, don't use that yeah. language, but <laughs> like, yeah, go somebody. Yeah, when somebody's done something and you think it's funny, go tell them that it's yeah. funny, and that's okay. It's okay to tell somebody that their bit was funny. That,
1: yeah. Oh, you know, and it was. It was so great for me being the first one up because then I got to actually I got to listen, you know, to all the other comedians. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, there was one fella uh, who he he's very, very new. So, you know, you can tell he's struggling to find where the joke or, you know, that kind of thing, where the punch is. Um, and uh, so when he was done, like when the whole show was over, he was still there, which I was really happy about. Because mm. I, here's the thing, too, if you're going to an open mic and they have they have an actual full show after stay and watch the feature, stay and watch the headliner, because you're going to learn things by just watching, and observing how mm. they f- have the audience flow, how they respond to this. Yeah. How, you know, you got to follow and you got to mm-hmm. learn that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I gave that young man um, a, a, how to do his one punch better. And he goes, mm. Oh, I'm like, you're welcome. Like it was, and, <laughs> and even though some of his stuff, you know, wouldn't be language I would ever use. I knew that if he said it this way, it would right. actually be yeah. a fun, a joke that would land, you know, versus yeah. just kind of hovering around the joke, you know? So I knew yeah. he would land it with this one. So, and um, anyway, so hopefully he'll do that next time and I get to see him do it. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I hope that you know so it was really cool another, anyway, I, another
0: thing you said about the open mic with the three minutes is like that's yeah. that's another benefit of the open mic is that you don't have 15 minutes to ramble you have no. if you go up there and you ramble for two minutes well then your time is almost up yeah so you, it does make you have to edit yourself yeah um yeah. you you either edit yourself or or you're constantly miserable when you're up there trying to Trying to fit something in in three minutes.
1: That's what's really hard for storytellers. Well, I'm not a a stand up, you know, I'm a storyteller. But you can still have jokes in your story. In the
0: story, yep.
1: Yeah. And that's what makes it funnier. You just got to, you know, find them and find the spot. And that was the thing I was working on, my pocket mama stuff. And, um, you know. Trying to hone that. If you would like to
0: know that. what a pocket mama is, go back and watch the episode previous to this one, and you'll find out exactly what a pocket mama is. And know it's not coming to Shark Tank anytime soon. Okay. okay. Well, what else, Michelle? What else? What else do they need? Today?
1: Um. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so this this new club, uh, well, I should say, Looney Bin Tulsa. It's not a new club. It's the club. What are we seeing here? oh it's just suddenly my light sorry suddenly my light
0: just went crazy on my face i looked insane i was trying to like distract the camera and then let it just see me okay sorry i thought you had like math or something we're gonna run so long on this episode don't worry about my light (laughs) pretend just pretend i'm not here keep doing your thing but june's so
1: shiny Uh, oh shiny anyway um uh so with this with uh under new management uh I, the owners are really, really nice. It was really nice. I got to meet them and stuff and I would say the name, but you know how I mess up all the names. So yeah, you can yeah. go, you can go to the Looney Bin comedy club, uh, Tulsa. So if you Google that, you'll find all the new information, when open mic is and stuff, but here's the thing, because they would like to have clean comedy, right? Mm-hmm. They are doing, I'm going to post the, I'm going to put this up here. They're having a clean cut Sunday mm-hmm. show, May 21st, 6 PM. It's 12 bucks. I get to host it. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I get to host and this look, look who's on the show. First name listed. Who's that cat? Adam Bush, who has a dry bar special. Um, well, it's it's not released yet, but it will be soon. Uh Peter Bedgood. Peter is um he has been in the Tulsa scene for the longest time. He's funny he's intelligent he's also an artist so he does these little uh the the human beings and so it's he just does Um, a lot of really good stuff um I get to meet Ashlyn Benson and Lacey Rains, and then oh there's my name and then Brent Dio and more I don't know who else is going to be on the show so it'll be an opportunity for me to um get to meet these comedians mm -hmm. um but I am so so excited that I get to host it seriously because um some of the talent here is really really good and it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting to see so, you know Peter has has headlined so many things and Adam's headlined so many things and I get to learn about these other people soon so and it's yes. and I say it like that because even though I've been doing comedy I haven't been doing comedy in Tulsa and right. so this right. is part of uh Adam helped uh pick uh, a lot of the con- the comedians that are on the show So he has he has his hand in it. And so um, I'm really excited that anyway. So Sunday, May 21st, 6 p.m., 12 bucks. Be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And Adam Bush is Adam Bush has been on our podcast. It's actually Mm -hmm. I think this
0: season he was one of our guests. Yes. um, This season. Yeah. So you can go back, check him out. Adam Bush and his interview on the Laugh support podcast. So that's coming up very soon. Michelle, yes. not long after this episode airs, then yeah, I believe it'll be the following Sunday after this episode airs. Yeah, I so, so far. yeah, that's yeah. super cool. That's super cool. Well, hey, okay, so we know we've learned that there's delicious food at the Tulsa uh, Looney <laughs> yeah, band That's right. That um, there is absolute value in uh, in doing some open mics, and also there's a lot of value in clean comedy too, because it can take you into a lot of locations where you know, comedy that's not clean is not accepted. And so it just opens, it opens up uh, doors that would otherwise be closed to somebody. Yeah. So I love that you're doing that. Again, like I said, not every comedian is like, oh, I want to go stand in front of a bunch of other comedians because that can be a very intimidating, <laughs> intimidating place to be, but you're doing it, Van Deuce, and you're doing well, it. So what they, so the big have question is what, yeah. What's the big question is what's the next food you're going to
1: get off the menu. Do you know? Oh, I don't know yet. I so I had the chicken nachos. I was actually thinking of just doing plain nachos. That's oh, the next okay. that's the next step. Just plain ones, you know, just to see if it carries as much oomph and deliciousness yes. that it did with the chicken. So I'm just saying for we'll find out.
0: The record, that's my dog on the floor growling because he can hear somebody, not my tummy rumbling. That sounds like my belly <laughs>
1: growling.
0: So, so that's craziness. Well, man, thanks for sharing with us your 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 journey. Oh, um, really fast. So coming up, uh, Oakland Laughs Christian Comedy Showcase. That's May 31st. Yeah. Uh, doors open at 530. Show starts at six PM. It's a whole showcase of Christian comedians from across the country, and so yeah, we want you guys to come. And then Friday, June the second, you can find your favorite laugh support host together on the show. Yes, we are popcorn and punchlines, eight comedians one night, uh, sponsored by Crossroads Church at Westfield held at yep. IMMi conference center so come see us there that's a free yes. show it's a free <coughs> that is a totally free show so all right my friend we ready to wrap this one up i think we are i'm just going to run some all of those right. things along the bottom here for us yes yes okay folks so you know if you're if you're listening to us you can actually watch us on our YouTube channel, the Laugh Support Podcast YouTube channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube and you want to listen to us again later, well, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Make sure that you go and like and follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you have a cheesy mom joke for Michelle to close out our episode with, as much as I don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. <laughs> Send an email. Leslie, yep. Then send us, send us an email us on the, the, the podcast or social media. Yeah. Email us, laughs up at gmail.com. You know, you guys know how like email and stuff works. You got it. You got it. All right, Michelle, <laughs> as I always close this, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Van Dusen, what's the cheesy mom joke of the day?
1: Well, since we're getting close to Mother's Day, why mm-hmm. is a computer so smart? We actually just passed Mother's Day, Michelle. Oh, we did. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why yes. Mother's Day is so close? <laughs> Mother's Day is so close. That's why. I yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why is a computer so smart? Why? It listens to its motherboard.
0: Uh. What? <laughs> oh no 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 no! no, no, no,
1: no. Oh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Joe, that's that last episode. That laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> All right,
1: us off the show. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, I'm just gonna say, see ya. Thanks for listening. <laughs>